Yo, soy fiesta. Stidham. 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 Alright, welcome back to the 30th episode of Yo Soy Fiesta. We are approaching draft time, and we are approaching jersey time. The only two things that we have to look forward to coming up in this sportsless world we're living in. So, uh, since that's kind of the breaking news of uh, today, Friday, the day we're recording, we can uh, we can dip into that a little bit. So, jerseys, we are getting new jerseys. We don't know what they're going to look like yet. We have some theories. We have some people that are doing some uh, some filters and lighting on the uh, on the Photoshop. pictures. Yeah, some Photoshop work on the uh, the Patriots teaser they put out today. We don't know what they're going to be. We don't know if it's going to be um, the Colts style jersey change or the Brown style, where it's very very minimal and people are asking. Did they even change anything? Or it's going to be something like the Falcons where they change everything. Uh, I think the reports from Mike Reese earlier were that it was going to be a minor change. But uh, an interesting theory has has come about. Uh, and Ethan, who is not here, but Ethan did give us a good uh, thing where it was like the teaser video said something new, something old, something blue, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, each of those being a different because every team has so far released like a a trifecta of jerseys, basically like a color rush alternate home in a way. So if you want to take the the Photoshop you're seeing of everyone right now, that could be the something new, the white jersey with the, uh, the, the color rush shoulders, something blue, maybe a minor tweak to our home blues and then something old. Maybe they go back to the grays, something like that. I don't know. But we're gonna find out on Monday. Um, anyone have a have a guess, a take, or whatnot on that? Oh, not, not um, really. I mean, it's just no. as long as it's, I mean, if, it, if it's not a big change, that's fine with me. I mean, as long as it's it doesn't, don't ruin it, it. I mean, it's gonna be funny to see what everyone because there's two sides to every jersey change. It's when if if you don't change something, it's they didn't change anything. This is just a, this is just a ploy, whatnot. Like I wanted new jerseys and we didn't get them. Or if you do what the Falcons and Bucks did, you change something, you're going to get flooded with. This looks like an XFL jersey. This looks like it was made on Microsoft Paint by a sixth grader, and like all those takes. So no matter what they do, everyone's going to hate it. Yeah, I mean, um, there's no, there's no happy median to like right. whatever you do, right? Either you're going to get backlash or you're going to, everyone's going to lo- like no one's. Not everyone's gonna love it, right? So, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm a little like excited because I, I kind of, I low key did want new uniforms. Not, not like the old ones were bad or anything, but I was kind of like curious, like what other designs we could see them in. Yeah, it's it's cool because like, I don't know, it's like, oh, it's happening to us. Like when you see all these like stuff coming out with the Patriots jerseys and and stuff when when other teams have been doing it. And, like I think that the Patriots have some of the most like classic great jerseys in the league. And that's why I like, I really don't think they're going to change a lot or I don't think they're going to just go like full Falcons and just um, do a whole redesign, make it super 2020 and futuristic because there's a part of it where it's like, you're not, you don't need to change the jerseys 
um, that much because you've won six Super Bowls in them. It's still kind of fresh and new. Teams usually do that when they're entering like a new era. They get a new GM, a new quarterback, like the Jets did, and now they're like, all right, um, yeah, new era. Um, I mean, it is fair to change your jersey now because Tom Brady isn't a Patriot anymore. So that I actually have a thing theory. You look at right. I have a theory like about that. that. So you want to know why I think they're changing the jerseys? Why? Because every single year for what, like 10 years now, Tom Brady has been the number one selling jersey in the league, which means the Patriots mm. have been the number one selling jersey in the league. Now that Tom Brady's gone, you're not going to have the same jersey sales because it's going to shrink a ton. Now, how do, you, how do you create more jersey sales? You release new jerseys. So people are like, Oh, I'm gonna get this year. I was, you know, I was, I was kind of on the edge about getting a Gilmore jersey, but now I'm definitely gonna do it because they just released these sweet new jerseys. Anytime you release a new jersey, it's gonna get sales. So the the way to increase sales now that your number one jersey sale is gone, just change the whole jerseys, make everyone go back in and have to get the new jersey. I mean, it's a business. You gotta make. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's right. Did uh, didn't we change our jerseys to what they are now in 2000? Or was that like nineteen uh, something? Nineteen. I mean, it's like I think it goes after. It's been a long time. It's been like twenty plus years since the Patriots have gone full like. I'm gonna look that up. Complete new jersey. They've done like mm-hmm. the they've done like the gray alternates, and but they've always had the same traditional like blue so, red outline numbers. The, the 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 newest difference on the jersey is they got a new word mark logo above like or below the above the numbers below the crest of the mm-hmm. NFL. And that's changed, but other than that, that's been like the only major change. And then obviously the red jerseys, which everyone, I mean, has the last been clamoring about the last major change, I think, was actually like in two thousand, where like they were actually like the the blue and gray, gray, uh, gray or you get silver. rid of the logo yeah. on the shoulder pads, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Put it down. The blood so blues. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to be that. I think we can all. Agree. They're no, not yeah, 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 I no way. Those it makes, to be makes no sense to do that. I honestly, and what's what's funny too is they're like something blue, and everyone's like, "Please be the red throwback jerseys." No fan base is as obsessed with anything as Pats fans are with the red throwback jerseys. Pats fans are just obsessed. They're they're obsessed with a lot of things that they shouldn't be. Is that rule still in effect that you can't have an alternate logo or whatever? We can change the helmet, so the helmet's up for change. So Monday they can can come out with a new helmet. Well, you can just change your helmet, you know. And if they so if they change it to the white helmet and just do like the Pats logo on it, there's no reason they couldn't do the red throwbacks as a, as an alternate. Now so, I don't think they're going to do that because if the reports are serious that it's a minor change, I would think that they're just going to do a minor change to the blues. They're going to do color rush whites as something new, and then you know maybe that minor change to the the, the away yeah, whites. You could, so they, um, you could go back to that seventeen color rush white. Yeah, but, and then, but, but adding Tampa the shoulder. Bay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So You mix I, look, the collar rushes together to make one uniform. I think right? it's going to be enough of a change to get people to buy jerseys because that's what they're looking for now that Brady's gone. But it's yeah. not going to be a big enough change to where it's like, oh my God, these are the worst in the league. It, it's not going to be polarizing. No. I think that's where we can, I mean, uh, we can agree. Like, there's a blatant reason for them to go out and change all their jerseys now that Brady's left, right? You know. Yeah. Stick with it. I don't see why you have to change it now. Yeah, it's not. It's not a complete new era. It's a new era without being. Get them season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the so kid. Lock up the like, the white. Like we said it, it's just an ugly divorce. So. Yeah. 
Um, another thing with the jerseys too is I can't wait to see the hype video that comes out with it because yes, true. those are always like either like super cringy or super good. I think the um, they'll be good. Some of them like I think like the Bucks one. Oh, the, how about the Bucks too? Having the Browns Chris, one. Chris Godwin in the, the Browns one was good. I like the Browns. The Browns one, one was pretty good. The Chris Godwin was in their hype video wearing number twelve. It's like guys, like you couldn't have changed it. Kind of like reshot that with with uh, like maybe not Brady, but at least take Godwin out of that with number twelve. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I hope they actually have a player in it. It's not just the regular, like 20, which I feel like Dante but... Hightower will be the guy that's in it. I don't know why. Most I like, like, I think, I think trade him a draft White's night. Do... <laughs> You're going to put Hightower on there and then he's going to be traded draft night for Cavs. It's going Jaco- to be Jacoby Myers. Like, oh yeah. No, it's going to uh, be yes. Stidham. It's going to be Gunner Stidham. Gunner Olszewski. <laughs> Stidham yeah, to yeah, Gunner. To Gunner. <laughs> oh God, the future is here. Cost and Ryan Izzo, we'll put put them on the billboards everywhere. Sit them to Izzo for a yes, touchdown. Yes, yes, yeah. Game winning touchdown. Um, speaking of which, like if we're we're going into the into the draft talk, and they've mentioned this on the radio a couple times, they don't they don't have it's like they don't think this is what's going on, but like it's like a what if, like what if they haven't done anything at tight end because they think. Lacoste and Izzo can play. It's just that Brady shut him out because he didn't trust him. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe the, that could be a point. scenario. It's a very is, I thought point. I thought Lacoste played good when he was healthy. He just yeah. wasn't healthy all year. The thing is, is like the whole thing with Brady is he was from Gronkowski, who he was thrown to for like ten years, right? Yeah, and now he's got to come in and More throw to a guy he hasn't thrown to for what? Like he had to throw to Watson in like the thousands, not twenty tens. Yeah, right. and now you got to readjust a guy that's a seventh round pick, and then a former undrafted pick that you just signed last year. Yeah, so. like it's just it. It makes me wonder, like, what they think of them. But like, I mean, I mean, Lacoste was signed for to a two year deal. It wasn't like a one year deal deal either. It yeah. was weird. Uh, I Izzo, thought it was it. Someone said he was traded here. Yeah, it was, that was Greg Bedard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was. I, I commented trying to correct him. I don't know if he. I don't know if he ever responded, but um, I, I might have to check that. Uh, oh, yeah. What I thought was kind of interesting with the Howard Stern interview that Brady just did, um, or not not the Howard Stern interview, it was it was Belichick, but I to and then I could kind of dovetail onto the Howard Stern interview. But it was when Belichick was talking about how everything was catered toward Brady, and Brady was saying things like, and Brady was backing up. I, th- I think he might have said it on Howard Stern, wherever it came from, the quote that was like talking about him saying um, how if he didn't like a receiver. Or when new receivers and he didn't have that connection, he wouldn't throw to him, which is like fair. Because when you're when you're that when you're when you're of that stature and you've been with an organization and whatnot, like you kind of get that pass. And but not a lot, not every quarterback is like that. And Brady, who's had a lot of turnover, has had to work with a lot of different receivers. And it's clear sometimes receivers get shut out. You don't really ever see the rookie wide receiver be be really 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 that relevant outside of Malcolm Mitchell no, which, within the past. That's a good core. So. so it, and I it mean, now begs the question: of, May see us draft a receiver this year? Yeah. So. It, it, wh- now does that does that move the the barometer up where we say we want to take a receiver early, or is that something you can also look at and say, well, maybe Nikhil Harry or um, the tight ends, whoever it may be, does does the, is their growth stunted by having Brady? Even though Brady, of course, is awesome. Yeah. yeah. A different level of like. He's throwing to Edelman. He's throwing to the guys he likes and and whatnot. But 
it's just going to be really interesting. I 100% agree with you. It's going to be really interesting to see what we can do with like Stidham. Like if we throw Stidham a, um, I don't know, like a a Justin Jefferson, the guy from LSU, like if if you give it to him, is it going to be the same? Is it going to be the same situation where it's like no matter what rookie wide receiver or whoever receiver we're drafting, their their ceiling is 400 yards and like three touchdowns? Or is it like we actually can get some serious production from skill players and tight ends and these guys that we can never see in the past because that just wasn't more Brady style. That's, yeah, I think, the most no. interesting part of the Brady departure as far as how it affects the draft. Can we talk Brady for a because... second? Yeah, go ahead. Can we talk for a second about Nikhil Harry being labeled a bust already? Yeah, he... People like, label him a bust that? after he... Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's the same people the that call Sony Michelle a bust, too. Season. I mean, even I, even I don't like, think Sony Michelle's a bust. Like, come on. Yeah, people like, being Jacob like, had a good point. He played six Jake. and a half games. Yeah. Nikhil Harry played six and a half games. Yeah, Matt, he was and he looked really good at some points. Like Jacob said, he was on the IR for eight weeks, and you can't practice with the team, right? So you can't practice I mean, during I think like six of six six yeah. of those eight weeks. Like, it's and the bad. touchdown catches he caught like were unreal. Like, there's pros that have been in the league that can't catch that right now. Yeah, just ask Byron Dallas Jones for kind of freaking. Yeah, like that's against Byron Jones, and then he was pretty much like going off on his own on the Bengals touchdown, running around in the back of the end zone. Yeah, and when he gets the ball play, in his hands, right? he can run. Like he and can the, make people win. Yes, exactly. The one that was the um the, the Kansas City touchdown that should have yeah. been a touchdown. Uh, that was all him. That was all, all him. Yeah, dude, that, that should all that should have been for negative yards and he turned touchdown. Like See, exactly. and I, I'm 100% with you, Grant, on this because I've been thinking about, I've thought this for a while. Like, we're not getting, I'm not, like, if, let's say Stidham's the quarterback and he's, like, good, like, decent to good. I'm not saying we're, we're obviously not better without Brady, but I think if you have a young guy throwing to young guys, it might yeah. work a little better because he's more open to, like, if if the young receiver makes a mistake, he'll go back to him. Where Brady, exactly. where he's been in the league forever, it's like, a rookie makes a mistake, he's like, oh, what am I doing? I'm going to go a, to this veteran all day. A great example of that is how the, the Jacoby Myers connection with Stidham in the preseason was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. When you go back and watch Stidham's highlights for the preseason, it feels like it's 90% Jacoby Myers. Every single pass, he's clicking. It's It's like... Yeah. It's straight chemistry with Jacoby. Dude, come now, come to the season, and Brady couldn't get Jacoby to run the routes he likes. He couldn't get this from him. He couldn't. It's like there's there's a there's a level of like a misconnection with Brady and younger guys, and it's like obviously has it's not like a giant issue, but it's something that we actually can take away and look at it as, as a positive when you when you have a Jared Siddham. Like there's people that he'll be able to connect with that Brady could not in the past. Yeah. yeah, you look at Jared Siddham throwing that touchdown pass to Damon Patterson, or however you pronounce his name. Yeah, that yeah. Insane throw, back shoulder, perfectly placed that was ball, a great right throw. where the receiver can have it. He, I like, like. I'm looking back. I know, I obviously didn't watch Stidham in college, but I looked at some of his college highlights. Even though his stats aren't impressive, he made some good throws. I really like don't see where people watch him and don't think he's like that good at all. He's he seems to be pretty accurate and ha- he has an arm. If I want to go into the arm strength i i personally don't because i really don't give a fuck but like he seems he was accurate in preseason i think he had like two picks in preseason maybe his um, preseason sure. was he was second in preseason yards across the entire league and had probably well, you could argue of any he was the best quarterback in the preseason last uh, year. yeah yeah absolutely, and that would be a very valid argument 
Yeah. Yeah, because you look at him against the Lions, right? And I was there, and this guy was just poised. He would stay in there just through oh, yeah. it all. He like, had it good, was when he had protection, he was in there. He he would hang in there the entire time. He was patient. He was poised. And when he would break apart, he'd find the open spot to move up in the pocket or slide out left or right, and he'd fire it. Just His pocket awareness is, is actually very good. Like I think it was against the Titans. He had someone coming behind him, like his uh, blind side, who was like nearly yeah, unblocked. I remember that play. And yeah, he, and he somehow got a, he somehow saw him and got around him and made a and made a throw. Like I thought that was really impressive for a rookie. I think Stidham's got potential. I hope that we do not draft a guy in the first round, or I mean, if we get one in the third round, I'm fine with that. But like, I if we get a quarterback, I want him to be like mid like a mid-round quarterback like where Stidham was taken and they can battle it out. But I think I yeah. want Stidham to be the guy just for the just for the sake of them having a plan. If they're trading up for Hurt, I mean Herbert or some something stupid like that, they don't have a plan. They're just they're they're just taking their shot That's at exactly it. And I was listening today to Damian Woody and he says the Patriots are unprecedented like you can't mock draft these guys. Like for all we know, they could be looking at some like completely different guy than what we're thinking right now for their first round pick they could already have their eyes set on somebody and we just don't know it right but how about that uh that ian rapaport thing that was like oh my god uh, he was like i think hoyer is going to be the week one starter the starter for new england or whatever i hate all the um the like how like when ian rapaport or adam schefter says something everyone takes it as like a sourced Breaking news fact. It was literally like, an opinion on the radio. Was, like, right. It's, they, they made a good point about this. Like, uh, all the, it's weird because all the beat, right, the beat writers are being told by the team that Stidham's the guy, Stidham's the guy. Then you get to these national guys like Rappaport and they, they say it's like he's not ready. He's not going to be, they're yeah. going to draft someone in the first round. It's really odd. So I really, I'm really wondering what the, what's going to happen on draft night. You know who you should, like, the guy that you trust the most right now is probably Mike Giardi. Mike Giardi, Jeff Howe, like they seem Reese. to be Jeff Howe and Reese are my guys. Like Howe is I've I love Howe. He seems to be he, he's almost so, always spot on for this yeah. stuff. Whenever you guys are ready, I got a preseason thing for you here. So I just read an right. article Shoot. by Mike Reese and he says so this is a fact, it's not an opinion. <laughs> and he says that Jared Sidham has the best preseason for rookie quarterback under Bill Belichick. Yeah. So, yes, he did. hundred percent. In terms of this, so he went 61 of 90, 731 passing yards, four touchdowns, one pick. So his touchdowns are second to Garoppolo, who had five. His yards are the most, and he has the best completion percentage out of anyone. Uh, the, after we uh, beat, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was right before the Titans playoff game or right after, but I think it was if, I think Greg was the first one to report this, and then, some, and then it was followed by others like a month later. That they thought about Stidham like the same like the same way now as they did Jimmy G after like year two or something like that and like and I think that's a I that's a really good sign because I mean he's, he's, he's progressing fine he's progressing well and Jimmy G's a good quarterback I don't care what happened in the Super Bowl he's and a good he, yeah, Jimmy G's also... a, a good Jimmy, yeah if I can get a top fifteen quarterback which Jimmy Garoppolo is I will take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A top 15 quarterback can win the Super Bowl. He's not even a first-round pick. You look at that too, right? Yeah. Yeah, what second round was he in? A second? The second. He was a, a second? Bit. Second round. Second or and he's actually the highest. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know why I thought he was a yeah, fourth he was, or something. He might be a fourth. He was second, though. I'm pretty sure. And um, I saw a thing today also by, I think it was Stephen A. Smith said that Jimmy Garoppolo was the highest drafted Patriots quarterback in all the years that Belichick's been there as head coach or something. I might be tripping on that, but I can't remember. 62 overall, so that's... That's second. second. Round. Yeah. Second to last pick or something like that in the second round. Yeah. So, I mean, if we if we got someone who's... They, they see in practice who's been... They feel like a, about Jared Stidham as they do their the last second-round pick quarterback, Jimmy G, that's really good. And you should... If the team feels this way, if the team is confident in him, you should be too. I mean... This yeah, team is also point. the one, this coach is also the one who found uh, this random quarterback, Tom Brady, who do, who doesn't have great stats in college. He was passed by everyone, including the Patriots, and they picked him up as a fourth quarterback. Like, you, and if you see his yep. first preseason highlights, like, they, it wasn't, they weren't all that impressive. There were a couple good throws in there, but really, I watched him back, they weren't that Even impressive. his first, like, when he first played, he got in at the end of the game, he looked so nervous, he couldn't get his feet set, all that stuff. That is the stuff that everyone counted, like just shut, like said, that that's it. Stidham sucks for the yeah. same thing. End of the game, he comes in, makes a little mistake. Brady almost, Brady's first pass was almost an interception too. Bounced off the dude's yeah, face mask. Literally, if, if that guy just had a little better hands and if he was Jamal Adams, the best safety in the entire NFL, is history like rewritten? Do people just chalk it up to be like, guy sucks, he's so bad. The same way they do Stidham. I mean, hit the dude right in the face mask on a checkdown. The Brady. guy just comes off the bench. That's exactly what Stidham was too. For... It was a checkdown. Like <laughs> people are, too, are so quick to jump the gun on off one play or a couple, a handful. Can you of see plays. him in We've a written full off, game first? We've right? written off Nikhil Harry, Sony Michelle, and Jared Stidham all because of <laughs> one, uh, two seasons, set six and a half games, basically, oh and God. two just, plays. Apparently, if, if a rookie doesn't hit the ground, if a rookie doesn't hit the ground running, they suck. Yeah. If you aren't Saquon Barkley, they don't develop for anything. They don't if you develop. don't rush for like 1,500 yards in your first season, just get cut. Pats fans so, are the worst. I think NFL like the, fans are the worst. Really, the question, but... dude, well, it's not as bad as NBA. Uh, the question <laughs> to Belichick that one time, it was like, um, are, you, are you opposed to having a feature back? And he was like, I mean, are you talking about when Corey Dillon ran for uh, 1,300 yards in whatever year? No, I'm not opposed to that. I would actually really like that. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a stupid question. <laughs> I, I, that's a great answer. I like the. I, I've been watching a lot of Belichick interviews because I put like a compilation together and posted it for his birthday. But uh, the the question too that was like, um, it was it was from Mike Reese, and poor Mike Reese was in was in a ton of these videos. I mean, but I guess when you're around that long, that's what happens. But he was like, uh, with this Pey- Peyton Manning led teams. Uh, you've, you've faced them so many times. Have you seen, it was something along the lines of like, ha, what, has there been one consistent factor through all of Peyton Manning's teams? And he goes, yeah, probably Peyton Manning. <laughs> oh, I love Bill. He's the man. <laughs> I love him. People, were, I love the question of like, who's the face of Boston now? I think it's Jason Tatum Jason or something Tatum. like that. Oh, Bill yeah, Belichick. Yeah. I think Tatum. Bill Belichick. Like, why aren't people saying Bill? The Bill's getting such so much disrespect this offseason with because of where the team is roster wise. Give the they, guy they don't, a break. They don't. They don't get it that like every so often you have to rebuild the roster, and Dude, they, the it guys... happened like two or three times in the Brady era as yeah. well. You just don't notice it because 
because Brady is so freaking good and Belichick can coach these like young nobodies into something that like you don't notice it and we're still competitive like people just don't get it like this is this is literally how normal NFL fans like deal with like good football teams they go on a run and then they reset they go on a run then they reset again it's just it's just how it works and you're gonna run out of cap space and you're gonna have old players you gotta reset it it's just how it works like god this team was so old last year oldest team in the league oldest the average age in the league yeah and now you look at 2021 and they're they have like what 10 contracts like they have to pay no one next year. I think no, Stephon Gilmore, no, Julian damn. Edelman. We don't have to we pay Edelman. Answer. We have to pay. Next. We have Andrews. We have James White. I know that. High High Tower. High Tower. Really? High Tower. Well, he's a free agent. So it's. I mean, I I just put up the thing about the free agents. Um, it is. Yeah, you did. I Joe Joe Tooney, David Andrews, Dante Hightower, James White, Adam Butler, Muhammad Sanu, Rex Burkhead, John Simon, Jason McCordy, and JC was a restricted free agent. But those are the most notable. You've got guys, a bunch of guys in there too that are also free agents. But I yeah, guess I mean, what I was trying but, to say but, is like, which ones should we prioritize out of but, that group? Think? Uh, offensive line, James White being not too far behind. But what w- with that is that letting Brady go this year and for how many little moves we made this year, it will go a long ways in the future of next year. I said, yeah, I said this in the article, like everyone we signed this off season was no more than like the, the rest were just one year or two years. Right. And then, so all in their cheap ass contracts and we have 12 draft picks this draft. They're, I guarantee you they're going to use all 12 of them. I don't Dude, care what, I don't care what round again. they're in. Really? You think they're using all? You're not, I think so. I think so. No That's way. My take. That's my take. All I right. think they right now, under over, how many picks we make? Eight and a half. You say over? Over. Absolutely. Actually, so, let me set it at nine and a half. I'm going to say under. Under nine and a half. Over. You say over? Matt, I say what do you over. Say? They're going to use every single one. And Belichick's going to trade into the second yeah, round. Has so. anyone ever used every pick they've they've? I okay. mean, when you say everyone, he'll make twelve selections. Not every one we see. He he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll they definitely might make trade, a they trade. Might trade. They might trade into. Yeah, they're obviously trade. Uh, they might trade into the second round. But you're I, saying that he's going to make as many picks as we. It can be like around uh, around like ten picks. Tw- ten to twelve. Okay, got it. Ten to twelve picks. That would be my thing. Because I think because that's right. how that's how you do it. That's how they did it in the uh, when. But they, they, after they drafted Brady, like 2000 was a rebuild year. But they they, re, they completely redid the roster. I don't know the draft picks or the cap situation, but like once Bill got here, he completely retooled the roster with like free agencies and they drafted like Ty Law that still had Brewski at the time. Like they yeah. completely changed that team. Even like from 09 to 010, that was a completely different team. Like people just don't see it because we've been competitive every year because yeah. of Brady and Belichick combo which will never be matched ever again. But if you have a guy like Stidham or if you draft someone who's good, yeah, it just needs to be good, then we are in a really good spot. Well said. Uh, do you want to go into like uh, the draft here? Actually, um, can, can I give you one more yeah. scenario? One more yeah. scenario. Go for it. Uh, that I've come around to. I think I told you already. Um, if Let's say they draft someone and they don't think either that person or Stidham is ready. I would not hate bringing in like cam newton for a year at, yeah like, just doing a at, bridge at, at super yeah, cheap a as a, deal yeah because 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 he needs a he needs a prove it deal because he's not going to get one anywhere else like let's say that he he needs us and we let's say we need him as a bridge year 
That could work. I think that could work. Yeah. So that was kind of relating. Well, I was gonna. I, I wouldn't gonna, hate that. I was I gonna start off that. with the draft. So if if they evaluate Stidham and say he's not good, and I know we just said trading up would be like, I don't want to trade up. We don't want to trade up. But hypothetically, a lot of people are talking about it trading up. If we traded up, and we took a quarterback. Would we we would feel bad about like there would be a part of me that would be like a me because if you take a quarterback, the teams that that take quarterbacks in the first round usually aren't ready to win. That's yeah, and I don't want to throw I don't want to throw Justin Herbert, Jordan Love in just into playing. Yeah, hypothetically, if they if if Tua slipped and they traded up and got Tua, it would be hard for me to not be excited about that, knowing that they just got kind of like a bona fide star. I think it depends on how much we give up because I mean. Like, like they've been talking all day today about like trading up to three because of Detroit. But that, mm-hmm. that, there's no, I don't think there's a chance in hell we would get up to number number three, even if yeah, we were to throw in a stupid franchise. You never know. That's true, but like they also got we got more stupid franchises like Miami who can throw like two first round picks at them in a player, or like or the Chargers who can throw in his first round and like a good player. Like yeah. I think there's, there's more desperate teams that will give them a better offer. I think there's no chance, even with Tooney in a first round pick. Uh, yeah, like I'm not ready to give up because when you trade up, you're giving up a, probably a future first. Like probably. I'm not, I'm not ready to give up first. No, because, see the thing with yeah, the thing with trading a future first is like, like you said, if they're not going to win the next year, then you just wasted a high draft pick. Like in, it's, I think it's stupid to trade up. Like these guys are so like, I think Felger says all the time, these teams are so horny for the next quarterbacks. That they that they do anything in their power right. to get as high so, as they can to get the guy, and then they then the guy then they don't resign him because he sucks. When you need a quarterback, it's Arizona. You will take the best available because every quarterback, when it comes to the first round, has an upside enough to where you can look past their bad side. And most players, especially in the first round, when you look at most first rounds outside of like 2011 and like 2013, or yeah, whatever those there's like two stack draft years. Basically, over 50 percent of them. You're like uh, whatever happened to those guys, mm-hmm. you, you, the Dominic Easleys, the who whoever's. So yeah. it's, it's strategic, but um, that like that's what that's what it is with quarterbacks. And I there's no one outside of Joe Burrow that is like I I have to have him. No, no next like, year if you no, get into Trevor Lawrence territory, then that's worth trading up to. But I don't want to yeah. ever hear about Trevor Lawrence and the Patriots. Like, yeah, facts. I'm I'm with you there. You so, not, yeah, let's let's trade Stephon Gilmore. It, no, I'm just saying though, <laughs> if anyone's worth trading yeah. up, it'd be Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. I, I, or I, Justin Fields, one of the other. That, that's another reason why you want freaking sorry. If you want Stidham, if he because if you think he sucks, you should want him to play, and we can and we can tank or just mm-hmm. suck this year, and we get Trevor Lawrence next year. So either way, you should be rooting for Stidham. It's just yeah. just. Just we can't get to too far that. ahead of ourselves. Like for all we know, we could win a Super Bowl next year. Whatever. For Where's all we know, comes the next Tom Brady. Because there would be a never another Tom there, Brady. Hey, for sure. There's never another Tom Brady. I know. I'm joking never, with you. Ever. <laughs> Anyways, um, do you want to do uh, our uh, our yeah, threes? Yeah. All right. So Just we're gonna do we're gonna do th- three people, three picks that we that we want on the Pats. We're gonna do. Uh, a bona fide like first rounder or a, a first round talent, a mid round talent, and then a sleeper that no one's talking about that we'd like to have here. Um, Jacob, I'll let you go first so no one takes yours. Because I'm the I'm the biggest expert. Uh, yeah, 
pros- <laughs> I'm gonna be proud if, if you can name three prospects. <laughs> I, I got three. I got three actually. I swear <laughs> to God, if you if you do, I know. Do not, I, you know. Do not know take, take all three of yours. Do not. Yeah. Do not take mine. Alright. <laughs> uh, um. So my first round pick was linebacker Patrick Queen. Great pick. Because uh, just we need we need a linebacker. I was either thinking him or. Uh, a mid-round pick, I'm actually going to say Thad Mon- because um, there's, there's not a whole lot of tight ends in this draft. Uh, so I've, I've heard good things about thing and not good, great things. That's why he's not a first-round pick. But I'd say give it a shot, and then we can work with the guys we already have. And my sleeper, I think, would go G- James Morgan. The because, yeah, just because we and comp- competition for Stidham. So, you got two LSU you go. guys in there. I like it. There we go. Yeah, I like that. Patrick, winning Patrick winning mentality. And, and yeah, LSU. Also, that was a very uh, Patriots like Instagram page mock draft because a lot of them are they're all really on uh, uh, the uh, the Iowa Edge dude right now. But for a while, Patrick Queen was hot. Yes, and they're always they're always on Thad um, uh, Moss. You know, yeah. I, I that's I I swear if 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 you could. Tell Pats fans you could have one player in this draft. They'd be like, "We're taking Thad Moss." Yeah, I, th- I think Vanessa is a great Tony fit Gonzalez. here. Also. All right, um, I'll go. I'll go second. Um, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with. I, I agree with Jacob in the fact that I think linebacker is the number one need. Um, if if available, Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. Probably not available. Maybe. Would take a lot. I think what's interesting with this draft is that it's it's one of the most up in the air drafts that we've seen because the there's so many people that we're unsure of. Like there's only 32 spots, and there's far more than 30 people that we can say are first round talents. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with where people get pushed around and who trades up and who trades down. But everyone seems like they could fall. Kenneth Murray, if he can fall, Patrick Queen would be my number one. Him, second best linebacker, I think that would be realistic and available. Uh, so if we could get him, amazing. Two, what a great story too, Kenneth Murray. What's the story? I'm pretty sure he has a, he has to raise three, I think he's a brother, like a foster brother to three autistic children. Damn. And he has to help his parents raise them. It's just a great so story. You're getting, you can look so you're it getting a Walter just, Payton man of the year along with that. Yeah, I Perfect. mean, and that's the type of thing the Patriots look for too, right? Is um, Decent people. What's his yeah, wonder luck score? Like off the field, <laughs> off the field. Um, I mean, I'm yeah. kind of just paraphrasing it. Right. Like he's an insane, insane guy, and he's very nice. Uh, my mid-level like guy, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. My uh, mid-level guy, surprise, surprise, Jake Fromm. Uh, if we're going and doing, sure. if we're doing a quarterback, which I think that it would be, it would be wrong to not draft a quarterback. I would like one to compete and because I'd have a trifecta of, of competition is always good. And, you know, it can, it can be someone that if Stidham fails, you have, you have someone in place that can also, also be there. That is, that is legitimate. Um, I'll be 100% honest with you, Grant. If the, if I had to pick a QB for us to draft, like it might be Jake Fromm. Like, right, I think, I think, he, I think he's like a great fit. He seems smart and I love the pocket passer. Yeah. Quarterbacks. So I would honestly go with from he's, I had to he's, pick. 
obviously since like I'm, yeah, I mean, from a professional too. And I don't okay. He's I'm gonna, so pro ready. He's so pro ready. He seems That's pro a, ready. Yes, and I and I, I just said this player in this draft. Yeah, go ahead. No, he's probably the most pro ready player in this draft for yeah. quarter. Yeah, like, for quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Burrow, number one, another maybe player Burrow, already. Yeah, but not, like I don't want to hear about this noodle arm crap. Like people complain about his arm strength. I I just ran about. So I people shove this down my throat all the time. It's like this dude's got a strong strong arm. We should draft him. He's good. What are you talking about? I'm like I don't give a flying fuck about how strong this dude's arm is. Look at Jameis Winston for crying out loud. He couldn't get a second contract as the number one overall pick, and he, yeah, he has a cannon for an arm. But he's too big of an idiot to figure out how to throw a football. But like, uh, and, and Brady's arm strength was not great when he was uh, when he was drafted. He was like it was okay. And look what happened. You know, I don't take your take your arm strength and shove it. Uh, so okay. anyways, about Jake Fromm, he's a great fit for the Patriots because I, f- I came across the stat the other day that in 2019, which was a lot of people say that it was his worst year, which it w- probably was. But considering the fact that he was throwing to George Pickens and Lawrence Cager, he had 98 pressure dropbacks and one turnover worthy play of those 98 pressure dropbacks. So the number, the number one thing in New England is when you have the ball in your hands, you hold the future of the football team, you hold the football team's fate in your hands. A guy who doesn't turn the ball over is one of the most important qualities in a quarterback. That's Jameis a Winston to teach too. Jameis Winston didn't get a second contract because he had too many turnovers. At the end of the day, that's what it is. Because outside of that, he looked incredible when he wasn't turning the ball over. But too many turnovers doesn't. Doesn't cut it. Turnovers, the worst thing you can do. Jake Fromm doesn't have turnovers. I could speak so many hours on this guy, but um, that's my mid-level pick. Number my, uh, my sleeper pick, I mentioned him a few times to y'all, but Quintez Cephas, uh, wide receiver from uh, Wisconsin. I'm not huge on drafting a wide receiver early. I feel like there's enough wide receivers in this draft to be able to, uh, to get Cephas deep into the draft. Like and a- yeah, he's and like Cephas a third is round talent. It's it's nuts. Is he third? I feel like he's people aren't talking about no, him enough to where he can slip. Saying is like oh like third, he's round, third talent, round talent, fifth round, but people saying, yeah. yeah, he's but a fifth round value, right? Yeah, it's also I the just, off the field thing as well. So yeah, uh, with with Cephas, uh, one of the things that I really like, I for some reason I watched like a weird amount of Wisconsin football, and just watching all year, it just felt like their offense was him, and it was like every play Cephas, and Cephas, JT, Cephas. yeah. Big plays, Rose Bowl, Cephas. It's like this guy was everywhere every time I watched. And, like, I don't have that that much knowledge about him outside of that. But I think that that's a great, like, I, mean, I don't want to be picking, uh, like, Mims in the first round or, like, uh, Justin Jefferson or Jerry Judy or Henry Ruck, whoever. Don't want that in the first round. I want that receiver late, late, late. And I think that Quintus Cephas is a great guy for it. Yeah, he's a great blocker, too. He kind of fits that scheme that he's going to block before he's ready to catch, so. You know, say the thing yeah. that Belichick looks for in a receiver. Tough, physical, hard-nosed, gritty. So, you know, and I'll touch on this a little bit. So my first grade guy is a wide receiver. Now, I don't think that we should be taking Ooh. wide receiver round one. Ooh. There are multiple needs on this team. I don't think wide receiver is a big, glaring one. I agree. What the Patriots lacked, we can all on, is explosiveness. Getting separation, just opening the field. So. Yes. I am a Big Ten fan, obviously, Michigan. And the guy that terrorized us last year was K.J. Hamler. Now, K.J. Hamler 
He didn't run the 40, but he probably has 4-3 speed at the least. And this guy just ran guys in the secondary. He's got great blocking ability. Um, there's not much else you can say. Like His IQ is just through the roof. He's ready for the NFL. But he's probably second-round pick, and the Patriots don't have that right now. So he's going to be a tough guy to grab. But he's my, my number one that the Patriots could take. And then we'll go into the second, the mid-level tier, Lynn Bowden Jr. Have you heard of him? Uh, I have not. Who, what position? So Lynn Bowden, he's a – people are labeling as a gadget player, which is why I feel he's a Patriot-like type target. So he, he this season he was actually thrust in the quarterback role. He's a, so and, he's a wide receiver. Yeah, he's oh, he a natural Kentucky. wide receiver, but he's oh. a, he was quarterback. Is he Taysom Hill? Right so he's a, so like, a, so like Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, Julian Edelman, you could talk about who he is all the time. But mid-round talent right now, like a fourth, fifth, and pick, something around there. The guy's got plenty of speed, too. He can punt return. And he had like two punt touchdowns in his career. And I was actually looking at stats today, and he had the second most run yards in the SEC last year as a quarterback. So let that sink in. And he's also got very good hands. So Taysom Hill, let's go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then who's your who's your like sleeper? It's Dalton Keene, tight end from Virginia Tech. I'll just give a quick recap of him. He's a tight end, but he can also play halfback, fullback, pretty much everywhere around the field. Um, what I don't like about him is that he, he was schemed into all of his catches pretty much. He just slipped out of the battle. Tight end screens type stuff like that. So like but he's, Kelsey pretty much. This guy looks like yeah. a Patriot. I mean, he is watching oh, yeah. on his tape. Uh, he took a screen like 85 yards to the house against, I think it was Duke or something. I don't know. Uh, he can play special teams. So there you go. Another Patriot type thing. And like I mentioned, same hands. So if you guys get the chance to watch him, like watch him because he's, He's great as an undrafted free agent right now. So I think he got enough. I can't, I can't tell if he's cut. done talking or he cut out. But no, I'm done talking. You guys can go. Okay, 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 cool. <laughs> Sorry about this, guys. Oh, you're no, you're, you're fine. And it's happened to all of us. All right. Um, what do we anything have? else? Was... Anything else you want to add? Jeez. I don't I, think so. I don't like with the receiver position. I want to just point out, like, I don't think it's a huge need as some people think it is because people are labeling Harry and Myers bus pretty yeah. much and like i think because i mean i think we should get someone else like i think i think even sanu like has some more potential like at, give him a full training camp and as long as his ankle's healthy i think he can give us like more because even i remember watching the all 22 specifically in, like against the Bengals, he looked like he was actually getting some some pretty decent separation it's just he either brady didn't see him or he was just uh, he, he wasn't 100 percent because of his ankle I, th- I feel like Sanu could give us something. It- it's very tempting to get rid of him because he didn't do well last season, and then uh, he- we don't have any penalties about it. But like, I feel like he's got a shot to do something for us. Like, you have him, who's better. We still have Edelman. I know he's not getting any younger, but like, he's still pretty good. Uh, we have Harry, of course. Uh, Myers, I think even was like even last season was like about. Dorsett's level of as far as production for us, really. I think and, Belichick uh, put it well with the Sanu thing when he said, um, he was like, Well, we, yeah, we traded a second for Sanu, 
and Sanu is worth a second rounder because if we got someone he, he of Sanu's caliber yeah. in the second round, we'd be very happy with it. So at the end of the day, you can chalk that up and saying, well, we don't have a second round pick, but with our second round pick, we've got a very good wide receiver who he, can he's play. He's a good receiver. We know that he can play. We just haven't seen it yet on our team. He's a, he's a good receiver. I think Don't Demir let... Bird's sneaky too. Yes, 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 yes. I actually someone sent me a uh, a an all twenty two clip of him against I think it was Patrick Peterson. He ran a really nice uh, like oh, yeah. uh, I don't know if it was an out route or a comeback, but he but he ran a really nice route uh, to get open against Patrick Peterson. I've it's only I've only seen one clip, but I want to go back on the all twenty two and look at more. But like I thought that one route was even was pretty impressive. It, a great. It, Returner too. Great punt returner, kick returner. I, I've I've heard a lot of Cardinals fans being pretty upset about him leaving. Apparently, so I mean, I mean, so maybe he and he seems to be fast too. So if maybe I'm hoping he can be like a Dorset kind of like where he's fast, but he can run a little bit better routes. Yeah, that Cardinals receiving course sucks now. So <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> Worse than the NFL. They really got rid of Demir Bird and got Hopkins. Idiots. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, I guess every fan base has it's like those casuals don't know. Yeah, it's just like they, like some people were upset because Dorsett was gone for crying out loud. So I mean, well, like yeah, no, the best is when when the NFL did their like typical like Philip Dorsett signing with Seattle, and the people in the co- like the the non Patriots oh, fans in the comments were like, the, they were no, no, no. Well, those people, the let's go. But the ones that were like, what are the Patriots doing? I'm like, I don't care if they sign Tom oh, Brady. I like it. It doesn't matter. That guy was gone no matter what. They yeah. were never going Dorset to get him. was never coming back. He was never coming back. He was never coming back. He had his chance. Like, you were like, he was so clutch, though. Like, oh, my Okay, God. yeah, you know what? Clutch is like, great. It's right. too bad. It's great until you don't catch get the there. the AFC Championship. Yeah. Well, he's got, yeah. He's got, he had two big catches at the AFC Championship, one being against Jacksonville, one being against uh, Oh, true. I forgot Jacksonville. The Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like, but it's great, and but it's that's only so good until you don't get there because he's your number yes, one guy. Exactly. So I mean, if Dorsett is your number two, you are not going back to that AFC championship. Seriously, I mean, it, it, oh my god, the shit I got from you, Grant, and people in my DMs you, earlier in this season when, when week one when he was killing week one, yeah, that was good. And to, but you should have saw my DMs after you got a touchdown against. The Jets in zone coverage when both linebackers fell for the play fake and he was wide freaking open and walked into the end zone. I get people in my DMs saying, I guess Dorset doesn't suck, huh? Like I'm like, I I don't know what to say. Like, you know what? And then that was I think that was the day he blocked me as well. So that's cool. Yeah. Anyways, so he's gone well, now because he disappeared because I like I said, he's gonna meet man coverage and he's gonna disappear and look what happened. I'm proud we of are, uh, we've got, I think, really, I mean, in this sportsless world, there's two things to look forward to. We've got the MJ documentary on Sunday night. I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, we've got the draft on Thursday. And then I think we're kind of in an abyss until June when we're going to, when the PGA is going to kick back up as what they've, uh, what they've, eh, what they've said. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, this, it sucks. Actually, actually, I actually never thought of that. Like once we, the draft's over. What else? Is what what do we have to look forward to? Ugh, I hate this crap. This sucks. It sucks. And of course, <laughs> yeah. I'm start, I'm starting to get into. I was starting to get into more like the NBA. I was thinking about. I was actually kind of thinking like because with all this draft, yeah, you talk, got screwed. You were like, I just got into the NBA, and like I was just starting to watch the Celtics like on a nightly basis. 
then then it got shut down but even like with college football i was actually thinking like as i'm do, looking at all these draft analysis like i'm kind of like want to know what they're talking about so I, was, I even have that urge to like watch college football now yeah. but you know it does just it's not seems to be working <laughs> if if all of you people out there are um if you would like to watch sports in these upcoming months stay inside <laughs> <laughs> Right, go home. Like, don't go to your grocery store unless you have to. Don't go to the beach like a fucking moron. Like, only Florida. Like, only Florida <laughs> would do that. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Like, people down there are like beyond stupid. Those people. I don't want to. I don't want to hear it from these people. If we don't get college football and NFL, if if they're complaining about it, I do not want to hear it. These people. You were, are at, going, the, you were at the. It's, we don't have it because you were at the beach when we I were just, supposed to be home. I just want to be at a college football game in September. That is not too much to ask. This I, is yeah. I just want to see. I just want to see Jared Stidham. I want. I want to see Jared Stidham under center. Center in September. Is this too much to ask for? I just want to see Jared Stidham. <laughs> I just want Jared Stidham. <laughs> That's not oh a huge ask, man. Come on. And uh, on maybe, maybe Brady will never play a game on. Um, he can't play in Tampa if we don't have a season. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, any final thoughts? But no, I think we're good. Okay. Um, All right. Adios. 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 Adios.